Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and welcome to this week's Let's Drone Out, episode 424, joined this week by Failsafe FPV, a.k.a. Rowan. Hello. Hello, Rowan. And let us not forget everyone's favorite, Curry Kitten. Hello. It's me, Stephen. Follow me mode. With the silly mustache. Yeah, Curry, Curry's got the, the butler cam that follows him around and brings him toast, <laughs> and... uh and, and we're trying to make ourselves, me and Rowan, make ourselves look like cool YouTubers by, by using slightly fancy cameras. <laughs> um, maybe succeeding, maybe not. We'll let the audience decide. I even, about that, guys, I even bought a box of lights up here to try and make like a cool background, but I never got around to doing that. It was like, yeah, it was like 30 minutes before the stream. And I just didn't, yeah, just didn't get enough time. But maybe next time we'll have the LED, the cool rainbow effects behind me. That, no, that's what I'm learning. Like you, you've got to actually do these things several hours before the stream, and then switch them off and walk away. Because if you say, "Oh, I've got 25 minutes before we go live," yeah, that's not going to happen, mate. It's just yeah. It's, it's, the, this mean, is my interpretation think... of failsafe getting his paycheck. I'm buying something. What should I buy this time? It's going to be a mixing <laughs> desk or a camera or no lights behind me. Yeah. Oh, where's yeah, all my money it. gone? That's it. <laughs> Ramen again. That's how it is. <laughs> no, I've, I've got boring stuff to be saving up for now. I'm doing driver lessons, so... Well, I say boring, but I'm looking forward to be able to going out flying to someplace other than just, like, the local park. So that'll be really good. Yeah, I'm doing driver lessons, so... Hopefully Very by March, I'll be driving. Expensive. Watch out, guys. Hopefully I don't crash my car as much as I do drones. There's going to so. be some old banger on the road loaded up with 10 grounds worth of camera gear or quad <laughs> gear. It's worth going to be worth like no. five times more than the car it's being hauled around in up and down <laughs> 400 miles in a weekend. It'd be like this 500 pounds just scrap car or something I was driving, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's something better than that, but yeah. So how have we been flying or I guess driving in some people's cases this week well let curry kitten start i don't think so well kind of last week um and i put the video out i was trying to test batteries and i had this chimera 7 quad quite a nice quad from iflight which seemed to occasionally fall out the sky for reasons unknown mm. one of which just trying to do a, a battery test a big uh, four thousand million power battery 17 minutes in it just drops. And I was like, well, that's a bit tricky because I can't get my statistics now. Um, and then I did another one for 17 minutes and that was okay. And then I tested rescue mode and that was bad. And iFlight seemed to be very, very keen that you don't go to 4.4 or anything other than what they prescribe to say, this is our, this is what you should be using. So I talked to their support guys and they said oh well you moved it you moved it from our magic our magic setup i was like well yeah that's pretty normal isn't it They're like no no we don't like that setup and uh they, they've literally said we're not gonna we're not gonna do a setup on 4.4 it keeps going wrong we're gonna wait for 4.5 so it's like right i'll put it back no. to 4.29 i'll get their factory cli dump restore it put it all back to normal and we'll go and repeat the same tests again and see if it's okay or if it does the same stuff and we only got as far as the garden hover, where first Motor 1 didn't want to spin. And after various checking things out and resoldering motors around and deciding it was the motor, I found that underneath the heat shrink where the motor wire joins the motor winding, that had come away. I was like, well, that's weird. That doesn't normally happen. So I fixed that. I was like, right, we can do a garden hover. And I thought, I'll just pump the throttle a bit. Just create some loads. So sort of, 
and then it mm. did the tip on the front went down. Repeated it four times. I said, this is definitely a problem. Captured it on black box. And you could see um, black box is saying, hey, motor one, spin up because you're starting to drop. Spin up. So you just see, you know, you see the, the little, the motor sort of indications on black box. Motor one goes, zoom, all the way up. And then it just falls down. So obviously not responding. And then I checked that one out. Um, and unbeknownst to me, something, something obviously happened during those crashes because motor one, its winding has completely snapped away from a, about one inch before the connection to the, um, mm. the motor wire. And it looked like a bit burnt um, on some of the windings. I was like, that, that's curious. So my flying consisted of about a minute of hovering uh, with two minutes of falling out in the sky and me saying, that's weird, what's going on there? So I'm, I'm still trying to resolve that. And I'm, yeah. I'm slightly suspicious about this. I, I talked to a, a pal in the US who, who had a chimera and said his fell out of the sky. And when I showed him the picture, he's like, oh, that's exactly like what my motor looked like. It's like, what, you had a snap oh, motor wire? It's like, yeah. Are you on and the 2809s? They are. I thought they were 2306s, but apparently I've just not read the font properly. They're 2806.5s, Ooh, these okay. motors. Um, and having two motor failures where the windings have come weird. That's because you're upgrading 4.4, mate. It makes your motor windings fall apart. Yeah, that's the that's bug the they thing. discovered okay. beta flight where it desolders the motors. <laughs> and then if you try and fix it by resoldering, beta flight actually makes the windings fall apart. That's, that's what I find to tell you. I'm sorry, it's, it's not actually the first time. I remember the first time I reviewed a, a Cine quad thing called mm. the Green Hornet from iFlight. And that had a continual, these motors, like, you know, when they're so hot, you actually burn yourself touching them. Oh, yeah. That was that, their first release. And they actually issued a completely new frame and different motors for it eventually. And I'm like... They still uh, called you... it the same quad, even though it was a new frame and new motors. They did call it the V2 in small letters. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm suspicious about that. So I'm still, I'm still working on trying to get some new motors because now I was like, I don't trust any of these motors. These motors are, no. are duff. I'm not, not flying with those. That's weird because so, the, the Zing 2s, which uh, I think is iFlight's go-to range, the other size is like the 2207s. They're very well regarded. But maybe mm -hmm. the uh, 2806.5 are just the kind of uh, red-haired uh, stepchild of the range. I don't know. I just think it's really, really odd to get that sort of, uh, that sort of failure. And I've, I've never had a single... In all like the hundreds of crashes I've had and stuff like that, I've never had a motor wi uh, winding snap because they're fairly well it's protected. It's me uh, neither. It's, very odd. it's either fine or it just burns the whole thing out. It never like fractures the winding. That's such a. It's weird because there's like there's very little way that mechanical stress can find its way to a winding unless the bell is completely smashed and you yeah. don't hit the bell at all. So it's so weird. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you've, I've had it a few times where I've like crashed and like you know the edge of a motor, uh, like this sort of part here. I'd crash into that top bit, and the whole top would like um, sort of Pancake. dent in, and obviously then the, the then the winding would get yeah. damaged. But yeah, that's that's super odd. If the bell's not been damaged and you've had that, that's that's very odd. Never, some never weird QC issues. And, and Curry isn't one to like go full blast on 6S with high pitch props and stuff. He was just like cruising around with a lithium pack. So it was desperately weird. slow. It was so boring. I was literally flying in circles. And, oh, I was going to fall asleep because it's just, I didn't trust it. So I was within yeah. this one field of cloud field going round and round and round and round for like 17 yeah. minutes. It, it should have got to about 20 minutes on the, on the test, but. When you said time. you had a black box problem, my first reaction was, yeah, this is going to be over my head. Like, that's going to be some weird, like, looking at PID control, like, what's, what's happening, turn on debug traces. But it was actually super obvious because you had these four lines and they're all going together along at roughly the same level. And then all of a sudden, one of the motors, like, starts pushing way harder than the other. And that motor's trace just goes up, hits maximum, and then it's just a straight line for that one motor. Yeah, all yeah. the while, 
while the craft continues to pitch down and that motor's just doing sweet FA, absolutely no. nothing, even though it's being told to go to maximum speed. So I, I'm thinking like- that was that was a general, it's like something's been dodgy there and it's been wearing. And even perhaps that one that got desoldered was perhaps hanging on in that heat shrink until that crash is sort of like taking it out and shaking it about a bit. It's just crazy. Yeah, I, I agree. Harry Hager's FUV saying, I think the iFlight QC has slipped a little. Like I say, they're getting bought in by a thousand people. Zing have been a, a go-to people. motor for many of us. For uh, like, both by, I might say governments as well as people. Uh. <laughs> yeah. They are selling a lot of them right now, if any of the photos are to be believed. So, yeah, uh, my, my quest to get replacement motors, which aren't the same as the ones I have, is, is now on. Mm. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the whole thing about not, not moving to 4.4, that's just kind of a bit of a pain. And behind the scenes, there's this constant sort of, like the beta flight project tries to convince pilots to upgrade to the latest because we know stuff's getting fixed and we know new hardware is getting better support. We know there's less bugs. As, you know, as, as an absolute statement of quality as we move forward, there are fewer bugs in each version. But trying to get people to update new, to new versions can be difficult. Trying to get manufacturers to update to new versions when they think they found some golden version that happens to work in their exactly. you know, specific niche. That's, oh, it's so difficult. It's like getting... For your average pilot so. as well, like, you know, they're not only changing the, the UI in beta flight, they're changing sort of the back-end settings as well, such as smoothing mm. and all these other little bits. So it's like, you know, you can upgrade the beta flight version, but what else do you have to change to get it fly well, to how to be you fair, like, it, you know? it, For these manufacturers, it is basically their job to know this stuff. Like With a pilot, I can cut them some slack and be like, oh, they've, we've changed too many settings, so it's really difficult for a pilot. But if someone is literally making money selling this kit, you'd have thought they would put in the hours and be like, yeah, I, m- I might read a couple of articles on how all this works. And then uh, I can give my customers a better experience rather than being, no, no, found it, not going to change anything. But- <laughs> to be fair, their original tune on 49 was absolutely fine. The reason I want to upgrade it is because I'm running Walksnail. And in order to yeah. use the full HD screen and not like have the RSD squished into this bit, you need to go to 4.4. And like, and that's what I'm talking they, about. It makes loads sense of people saying, we need this. But they're just yeah. like, oh, no, it's dodgy. We're going to and the GPS rescue gets better as well. Like, there's just, like, there's, there was a, a bug where if you're going really fast in one direction and you hit GPS rescue and you had to travel in the opposite direction, if your quad just spun around and had enough momentum that it was traveling backwards, it would say, oh, you're supposed to be traveling that way, but you're actually going in the opposite direction. Well, that's not good. And it, it could fail safe you if, yeah. because it thought that your quad had got mixed up and wasn't heading in the right direction just because you turned around at speed. Um, that, that bug's been removed in, in 4.4 and 4.5. So it, it, there's a number of things where, especially with a large quad in GPS rescue, like that feature's getting better and better. Um, and they're introducing support for for mags in 4.5, it's not perfect, but there's some initial magnetometer support, which means you've got a much better heading again. So if you're going home in a, in a strong wind, for example, you're going to track more accurately. You increase the GPS update rate as well with some of this. It's just there's lots of little fixes that go in, and, and it's quite it's a difficult battle to say you have to update. But I can, I can see people conversely playing devil's advocate saying, oh, I'll just stay on this because it's working. And, it, and it's great when it does work until you hit a situation when it doesn't, right? And, and if the situation is one that a load of other people already know about, it's kind of frustrating to be on the other side of that fence and be like, we know there are bugs. Please, please upgrade. This is a bit like everybody that flies next class says, thou shalt not go beyond 357. Yeah. The end, it seems to be, doesn't it? They are a funny bunch, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough on that, there was a whole load of hardware donated by APD, Advanced Power Drives, who make those huge, chunky X-Class ESCs. And to give you an idea, they, they start at 80 amp. That's, that's the low-end APD. And they go from 80 amp, I think, all the way up to 200 amp or more um, at 12 or 14S. And so these are giant ESCs. 
they they mm. definitely work with RPM filtering now. And and you better believe you want RPM filtering when you're swinging like a, a 12 or 14 inch prop, you know, that the way the prop might weigh as much as some of the quads that I fly, right? Um, that, that RPM filtering is going to help you smooth things out. Uh, and a lot of people are not getting any of that with 357. They're, they're stuck back on uh, early days with dynamic notch and no RPM filter. Sorry, I uh, completely hijacked that. Failsafe, uh, have you been flying stuff? Uh, I have. Um, went out this weekend, flew this this beast. Uh, it's a Superfly, it's called the Superfly flip mode. Um, it's a gold, it's got golden calm fiber. And uh, this is my recent, well, it's one I took to Croatia with me. And this is the one that I basically, um, I only tried, because I had three quads to go to Croatia with and I left one, hopefully like, Fly, uh, working so when I got back I could, I could still fly so this one's working at the minute um, we flew this place called the cow grinder which is basically like uh, an old animal processing well it's like a cow processing plant for cows that had uh, been infected with BSE it's a bit of a sus place but um, it's a super cool place Glamorous. Um, so what did you spend your weekend oh, funny you should uh, ask the cow grinder uh, <laughs> yeah we flew that um, went along and my friend oh, met with some new people um, what we've seen in the uh, Oman text discord. So Drone Trust, I don't know if any of the audience here is in that, but I met with um, another guy who's in there. He's just got into FPV. He's maybe flying the DJI FPV drone, but he bought his first, he built his first five inch. He bought it, uh, bought it there. And uh, I sort of helped get, him set, get it all set up. And there was an issue with it actually. And that um, when I plugged it in, we plugged it in with a smoke stopper at first because I did, well, we actually had one at the time. Uh, so we plugged it in. And it kept tripping like all the time, just tripping a smoke stopper. And we were like, oh man, I, this, is, this is me um, with the, well, you know, we, we were inspecting the quad and everything. We did some checks on it. We we're checking the LiPo pads on, on the ESC, checking continuity between things. And it was, all looked to be fine. But what the issue was is um, we then eventually plugged it in with the XC60. Nothing blew up. But um, the issue was is the actual motor screws. And that's a cool uh, a thing to keep an eye out for, guys. Anyone oh. building quads, check your motor screws. Because what we found is he must have used the motor screws that came with the the the, the, mo the um the motors. And of course, touch the winding. Superfly frames they have super thin arms. They've not got like not like apex frames. But they've got massive chunky arms. So it was actually touching the motor windings. You're right. And uh, what I noticed was I spun span it up on the bench, or sort of on the, not on the bench, but we were at the spot. We spanned up the motors without props on. And you can notice the whole stack screws, the whole stack screws, the bottom plate screws, the motor screws, everything on the frame just got hot. So yeah, it's always important to check that. Um, you know, if, you, if your smoke stopper's going off and you're not too sure, there's not an obvious short, always check to see, you know, are things getting hot, which they aren't supposed to be before you go flying. And that's kind of what we identified. So we swapped out all the motor screws with some thinner ones, which... Yeah, I mean, even like visibly checking them, they, they they were close to the motorways, but you know I didn't see any that were touching them. But yeah, they apparently were. So um, yeah, always always check that guys wow. when doing, doing quad builds. And um, obviously we replaced the motor screws and all the motors. Uh, we plugged the lipo in. We plugged it even in with the smoke stopper, and it was absolutely fine, no issues at all. So always always worth considering uh, when you're building quads. And then yeah, he flew his first packs with his new quad. Got a D, I think he's got DJI 3 or something on his first build, which is pretty mad. And I, I flew it as well, and I was like pretty impressed, can't lie. Really good um, flying that spot. And then, yeah, we went, oh, yeah, what did we go? We went to this other spot afterwards, after the car grinder, me with me and uh, my friend Archie, who's probably in this chat. Uh, we went to another spot and for fly one pack because we ran out of lipos by that time. So we flew that spot, and then we wanted to get some food, and it's a bit irrelevant, but um. Went into this, this car park to go to get McDonald's and they charged seven quid. And we were there for like two, 20 minutes. Seven quid of parking just to park his McDonald's or this car park to get McDonald's and he'd go home. <laughs> but yeah, overall, really good weekend. And yeah, it was great to meet up with all the, all the guys again. Um, Alpha Charlie, FPV, Sync FPV was there as well. I don't know if any of the audience have seen Sync's videos, but he's released a new video flying the spot as well. So definitely worth checking him out. And Alpha Charlie and Various other guys as well, Luke, FBB, um, really good. And yeah, that was a really good time. Awesome. I also flew the new, the new walks. I've got no, these are the, no, these aren't the Winnipeg goggles. These are the original ones. But here I'm holding up the gotcha. goggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a lot of debate about these new goggles in the Facebook groups. Um, but yeah, flew the new firmware as well. 
the new um, what firmware with the race mode as well. I don't know if you've, oh, yeah. you guys have heard of race mode. But um, yeah, so I flew that. It's pretty good. It, the quality, obviously, it's 540p, so it's not as... You do it looks that you to 25 milliwatts, doesn't it? Um, I I think it can do the full amount, actually. I think I did oh, whack cool. it up okay. a bit. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, we only flew 25 milliwatts. Um, but yeah, so I did fly, and it was really good. It was latency is a lot more consistent, like you'd expect. The quality's worse. Not too sure about the penetration, but overall, I was pretty impressed with how the whole, whole system performed mm. uh, overall at that spot. Um, nice one. Yeah. Good, good catch on the motor winding screws. Like, yeah, I yeah. remember that Bardwell always used to bang on about that. Every single Q&A or show was always, oh, check the screws aren't too long on hitting the motor winding. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, everyone is going to notice if they've got a screw that's like three mil too long and yeah. sticking out like some spearhead. I, I've, I've never seen it myself. That's the first time I've heard about it. That's incredible. I've had that... several review builds with it. And the, the really one of the ways you can tell, oh, yeah. And if you just fly with it, unpredictable things happen. Mm. Like I remember flying along with this thing and I'm looking at the OSD and it's like a, something like a 3S, 4S quad. And suddenly the volts go up to like 36 volts and it sort of spins <laughs> out of the air. It's like, oh, that's weird. What's going on? Wow. And oh, one way of checking it is to check the, the carbon frames against the ESC uh, solar yeah, pads. If, if you get continuity there. That's a surefire thing that one of your uh, yeah. screws is touching the windings. Well, even, I even did that. I even did that as well. I, mm. I touched the motor, you know, I had the multimeter continuity mode, touched the frame, touched the negative terminal on the ESC, and it wasn't shorting out. So I don't know if I was just doing that correctly or the multimeter was a bit crap, but yeah. You've got to really like, even poke that. that multimeter in there. You've got to yeah. really poke it in there to get the. Uh, yeah, there are some pads where you won't. You won't get through the resin on the, the frames. Um, you might just scratch it a bit with the tip and things. I can see someone in the chat saying, why have you used motor screws when you could use hot glue? Yeah. <laughs> and that leads me on to my next tip of the day, guys, for all you quad pilots. I was, I was just going to comment on Curry's, like, he's getting this on ready-to-fly builds. I, I, that's yeah. an got to be an instant black mark for any manufacturer that sends you a build with ready-to-fly where the manufacturer has used the wrong motor screws because that is telling you right away they haven't even bothered to fly it. They've just sent it, it to it's, it's This is a fair few years ago when they started coming out on the market, and much of, much of it was then is like, you've bought this quad, let's show you all the things wrong with it so you will get it to fly. It wasn't so much a review as like, I've got this bag of stuff. Yeah, Why yeah. is it not working? Here's what you have to do and change it, and it might fly afterwards. But yeah, it, it's happened more than once. At least three times we've had that. Right. Uh, anyway, Phil, say, so if you were saying, on the topic the of hot glue. Yes. So I noticed Flips has mentioned about hot glue, and I also learned another tip over the, ne over the weekend, because this spot, it had dust everywhere on the, on the ground where we're landing anyways. And I'm pretty sure some of it was magnetic, because I went and, and a landed lot of it was in, the same, cow. in the same spot, well, probably, but we don't need to know that. Um, I landed in the same spot every single time I got my motor just stuck. You, could, you literally couldn't turn it. The hot was dust everywhere. So that leads us on to the next tip of the day, and that is hot glue. Now, Alpha Charlie, another guy came. Um, he bought and he recommends uh, bringing in a hot glue stick, and he had a lighter as well. Now, you could probably uh, imagine you can also get a glue gun, which has an XC60. I think I'm Antech seller. Mm. But, um, yeah, a cool tip for you guys who have dust in your motors and things like that. You can use blue tack obviously, to get it out. But another tip as well is you can use hot glue. So if you just squirt a load of hot glue in the motor, and obviously hot glue, you know, stays pretty, you know, sticks together, and you can easily then peel it all off, and it'll just peel off all the dirt with you. Wow. That's another cool tip awesome. uh, for removing dust or, um, um, you know, magnetic uh, sort of bits or something from your motors. Hmm. You just hot glue. That's another tip. No, where is that spot I just said, uh, heard some say? It's um, near Canterbury in Kent in UK. Um, yeah. That's pretty near uh, there. Another tip is to use a landing mat instead of landing in the oh, dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just catch them. Oh. Just, <laughs> you just like lob it at your head and you cut power and take the goggles off and catch it. Yeah. Works every time. <laughs> but about the, about the new goggles, I don't know if there's been so much. I actually put a post out on the Walksdale Discord today and uh, uh, all the people have got some. Pretty wild speculation as to what the new Walksdale goggles are going to be like. Right, I'm just going to share my screen quickly. 
I'll quickly show you uh, the latest post in the Walkstar yeah, Discord. Yeah, a with VRX strapped onto it by any chance. Um, yeah, some people think the Walkstar goggles, oh, wow. the new goggles look like that. That's uh, I, I don't know why. Special. <laughs> but yeah, that, the, there's been a lot of speculation. I put a post out today um, in there just because um, mm. there's been so many people asking about these goggles and with speculation. And... Um, I just thought saying, you know, should we believe be deleting any, you know, just repetitive people are just asking the same question because it's just nonstop. Well, when did he, what are these goggles? What's all this? You know, like all if these I questions. If I remember correctly, they came with a strap line of all in one. That was all it said. Like there was a big X and then it said all in one. Yes. Yes. So it's quite, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's like, going to be like the goggles, and there's like a strap so you can put the quad on top of your head and just then strap it under your chin, and it'll make you up to half a stone lighter, which is good <laughs> because we're coming up to the Christmas period. Everyone's eating a bit too much. So you go through Christmas, you go into January, and the first thing you do is you put on the new Walksdale goggles and you strap the quad onto the head all in one, you can see where you're going through the quad and you can just rev it up and feel lighter for three minutes <laughs> at a time. Oh, dear. Yeah. It could happen. Very cool. Anyway, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, it's nice to see that they're not standing still. That's the main thing. I think a lot of manufacturers, you worry, like with DJI, that they don't really communicate. There's no incremental updates. They just disappear and then they're like... It's two years later. You're going to like this, and like, mm, what? Boom. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was flying. I've also represent UK frame manufacturers. There's Superfly Sync mode there. None more yellow. Um, <laughs> and and I, I was flying this, and it's got the O3 there. I've managed to wedge a GPS on as well. It's a it's a nice build. It flies beautifully, but. Yeah, I, I do feel a little bit dirty when I'm flying the O3 because <laughs> it it does a lot of things, but it's just a little bit like I know I'm compromising on some kind of ethical stance when I fly that stuff, you know. <laughs> Here's Alpha Charlie in the chat. Hey, Alpha Charlie, just speaking about you earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm it was indeed a spinal tap Charlie, reference. Yeah, yeah, spinal tap rule. None more yellow. Yeah. Apparently that's also Holt Blackheath's colour, but yeah, I, I love a bit of yellow myself. So we haven't noticed. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, I've got Failsafe's uh, little Meps King motors on that as well. Give them mm, a good home. Yes. So <laughs> extra yellow, extra yellow. Yeah, so you, oh, you can feel double like dodgy about that. That whole build. It's like it's got an O3 feel dirty. It's got those Meps King. Meps King. The choice of the social media influencer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, have you seen? Has anyone seen the Meps King videos? Like they're all videos he did. They were the most cringiest videos you'll ever see in FPV. Like, were they? Did they make videos. them, or is it just like an AI kind of compilation? They them, it was so weird. They made them themselves. Um, it, I, I would play one. Uh, but yeah, they made them themselves. They've just, no, just the last so thing we want is a lawsuit from Meps King. We don't yeah, need that's, that. That's not, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. You guys head over to the Meps King Instagram and check out some of the older videos he did. And, and you, yeah, it'd be funny. Look, if they're starting <laughs> to make content themselves instead of just ripping off other people's stuff, then that's that's a step in yeah. the right direction. True. They did. Uh, they Well, I've seen some posts they put on their, um, their website that literally copied straight from Oscar Liang, whatever his uh, yeah. website. They're literally copying forum posts from another website to a different one, uh, to theirs. And that's all trying to claim them own. But yeah, I shout think out to Vitroid FPV. He's got a website yes. and he actually itemized all the source articles and the stuff that Meps King released that was just a copy of the source articles. And he was like, yeah, that's the source. That's what they've released. That's the source. That's what they've released. And it's like one to one. They've just copied and pasted. It's hilarious. There's some they like. They went so far as to take the source, run it through an auto translator, and then release it. But it was still like easily identifiable. But that's a vast bulk of them were just English language articles they'd found somewhere else that they released under their own name. And that they attribute it to members of their staff as well, which was quite mind blowing. And then they went back and said, oh, yeah, 
asterisk like two months later, by the way, oh, this is by someone else. Thank you. Uh, disclaimer, legal notice, <laughs> any views expressed by any guests on this show or indeed ourselves are personal and may not reflect the views of others. Yes, Jack has suddenly turned up in the chat Straight and detectively may be being sued any moment. So we'll pop that up there. He gets like a twinge in his bones. He feels <laughs> he feels a legal issue coming. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so so lovely to fly it. I must say this thing flies like just, it flies like it's on rails. It's beautiful. He's got a, a tune for this. And uh, ordinarily the manufacturer tunes don't work out so good. But this one I just dumped it right in and went out and ripped around the park and oh, it's silk. It is silky smooth. And it looks um, like a, a big quad for you. Is that, is that five inch or is this it four is, inch? This is the first time, Curry, that I have built a 30 by 30 stack quad. Oh my God. I finally joined the rest of the crowd, which everyone apparently has been doing since forever. That's got, um, it's an F7 Pro, Pro 4 from Skystars, and it's got the Skystars AM60, AM32 based ESC in there. Um, and it's like glass. It is a beautiful little bird. Yeah, works well. I've never heard a quad being described as like glass. Like, what does that, what does that mean? It's just smooth. <laughs> just smooth. It's just oh, so right. smooth. Like, it was oh, a yeah. bit, there were a couple of squalls and gusts today, and this, this guy just slid straight through them like they weren't even there. Really, really nice. I'm used to having to kind of fight for a tune myself. And, you know, Superfly was like, here, try this. And I'm like, Are you sure? Are you sure this is going to work? And yeah, it worked beautifully. Really, really. I was just seeing someone put in the chat, chat, Mex versus Emacs, same price point. Oh, uh, I've not tried either of them, so I can't comment on that. But um, the Emacs are the Eco are very well respected. The Emacs Eco range, I would take over Meps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Emacs have been around for quite a while, haven't they? And yeah. sort of more well established. But, um, and also, you've got to think if, if you buy a set of four, you want to be able to buy a fifth one when you crack one up. And Emacs, you'll find anywhere. Whereas the Meps, who knows? Sorry, what's These are like these motors here, the uh, Timo F60 Pro Vs. Um, see, I mean, well, the only motors I've really flown have been T Motor. I did try the Emacs Eco ones. Um, that was back when I was first started FPV, but I've I've tried the T-Motor Velocis, and I've, I've got to say these, that's probably F60Vs are probably a good choice for, well, if if you got them, you know, if you're, they are a bit more expensive, but they're very durable, and, and a lot of people sort of flying bandos will, will go for the F60Vs, is my experience of that. Um, but, Has yeah, anyone out of your peer group tried Chris Ross's motors yet? We haven't, no. Uh, did, I, did we speak about Chris Ross when I was asked on there? I don't think I what did. I don't think so. Um, but yeah. Like, Dude, I, I don't you know if you guys saw that post. I don't know if you saw that post about on Facebook saying you don't get to know. Like, <laughs> it was a bit weird that he put, I'm, I'm, it's my own opinion, by the way. But um, yeah, in his video, he kind of just said, sort of said, you know, here's the specs of the motors. You know, they've got this and this and this and this. But then it was like, oh, don't, don't, you don't get to know about the size of the motor. And then oh, on that's top what of that, Bob he's like, does, to be fair. on top of that, he's like, um, you know, you, you don't get, to, you, you shouldn't even research or look into it. So it's a bit odd, like, you know, that he's sort of saying, you know, to, to hold it. Have, have you seen share it. Kebab FPV talk about his motors, though? Yeah, I've seen, yeah. He's pretty similar, I think, yeah. in that he's not really willing to share uh, the dimensions and stuff. They've, they've asked well-known motor manufacturers to go and make the motors for them, right? And so there's nothing magic here. What they've done is talk to a bunch of engineers and they've picked the options they want from a range of established products. They've picked the things they think are the best for their use case, for the weight of quad, for the style of flying, for the power system they want. And they've put their name on it and said, that's the optimal selection of all these different parameters. And I think the only reason that they say, don't list the size out loud and don't talk about other stuff is, because the instant they do that, they've had to go out on a limb and probably put some money down to get this range started. And if it becomes known as an, an optimal combination, then all that happens is 
five other manufacturers take that combination and sell it for two dollars less a motor and they end up left high, high and dry as and all all the you know maybe they put 60 or 70 hours of soldering things together and testing them and doing thrust stand tests and flying it pack after pack all that goes out the window so i can kind of see why they'd want to on the face of it it's irritating as an end user you're like just tell me what goes in as why does it have to be a secret but you know the, the people who are using it and like it they're going to know what size it is anyway what that yeah, comment is really targeted at is like don't put it on your website in giant capitals because someone will just yeah. scrape it and clone it yeah I mean, I personally think they're very interesting. I think I'm going to order a set once they come in stock in the UK. So I'll, I'll definitely give them a go and try them out. Um, I hope yeah. they're in yellow. They are, aren't they? They're blue and yellow, aren't they? Oh, no, they're not. Oh, that, that's why you want them to go your yellow build. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm shallow. You can always paint them yellow. Has anyone ever done that? I don't know. Powder coating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should but be possible. They're, they're, they're interesting. I'll, I'm definitely going to try them. That's all MEPS did, isn't it? So the, the yellow ones are just a, like a... You normally get anodized finishes, and these are just like a powder coat over... It's nothing special there. I'm sure any, anyone who's good at paint... You work, should, but. I think what would really finish that build off, though, is if you had an LED strip around the edge. Oh, like a, a yellow LED strip around the edge. Ooh, that would just hot. be the one. That would be too the hot. one. Too hot. Too hot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What I want to do is get this quad up to about 800 grams without a GoPro Pro just by putting more and more yellow TPU and lights on it. That's, that's what I really want. What, oh, yes. One thing I did have a problem with is the more astute of you may have noticed that I've got the arm skid on the top of the arm because I'm using an antenna that comes with a wire that's too short to actually mount it under the arm. So I need to rethink that bit. It's a bit of a pain. But I was worried about putting the arm skid underneath the arm with the antenna holder because I thought then if you land and you actually skid on it, then instead of the arm skid taking the brunt of the force and absorbing the impact, it's your antenna. Isn't that a bad thing? I don't know what the thinking is on that, but that struck me as a, a not a good thing to skid on an antenna. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Okay, I've got a question for everyone in this chat. What do you? What's your thoughts on race wire? Do you use it for freestyle, or do you just not bother? Do you just like wire your motors directly to your ESCs? Put in the chat no now. Ace wire, no race wire. No race wire ever. No race wire. No I didn't know what wire. race wire was until like two years ago when I was looking at someone's corner. I said, "What is this? It's, it looks like it's an ESC, but it's just this thing." I thought it's just it's just extra resistance. So you've got two extra solder joints that increases resistance. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it as well in that. If you're well, going back to the race, the iron filing, I did, you know, the cow grinder with like iron filings and stuff getting the motors. I think, like, actually, maybe race wire is not a good idea because if you land in right iron filings and something gets caught, or you know, even a little piece just gets stuck in where the race wire is, then it's probably, you know, it's just one more place where you can, fa- uh, where wire could fail or wire could get cut off. You don't like uh, uh, cover them in some sort of like waterproofing or insulation layer, then? To be honest, yeah, I don't do that, but probably should yeah that's a good suggestion so we've got caroline saying if the motor wires are too short race wire and i i did almost resort to that on this because someone someone had cut them a little bit too short mentioning perhaps um and uh but everyone else has uh said well one not in a micro micro. (laughs) you don't have the space mate uh, just to, to have some race wire on a, a whoop, like you know, you'd have uh, to go out of your way to fit the race wire. You'd have to actually put the race wire outside the quad because there's enough room inside the frame. So that that would be odd. Oh, I'm really considering getting a whoop. I really want to build one or get one, or I don't know what to do though. Like it's always annoying with these small builds. You got like everything's just everything's just less harder to find in stock. I find I'm this not really what sure what to do. Dangle wire. connectors. Hands bullet up for bullet connectors. Oh. We're gonna I like the way you've got like a bit of slack in there to really like let it swing. 
Yeah, well, it's not quite held down yet. This is my <laughs> this is my review of a, uh, a stack. This is the SpeedyB 55 amp stack. And rather than put it on a regular quad, I thought, let's put it on something old and stupid and try and fly it. So that is I the acid modern test gear right there. On an F450. Is that a flame wheel? Fun. That is, that is the, the one flame wheel F450. Flame wheel? Yeah. What so are those I motors? Just, they like 1806 with ludicrous size propellers. These are, um, I don't know, they're 920 kV. <laughs> Rip roaring, high oh. scoring. We're going we're gonna to try it on 4S and 8 inch props. <laughs> well, I think it'll go up to 10 inch props. And then we'll see what happens. Wow. I'm excited I, I, to see that video. Unabashedly flying stuff that should really be on a wing. On a quad. That's I, awesome. I, oh, it's, it's, it's saying. I like the. Well, look at the prop nuts. The prop nuts are like aerodynamic ones, like you'd have. On. <laughs> exactly. When you turn them in towards the wind, they'll 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 go faster. Aerodynamic prop nuts. prop nuts. Oh, I've just seen Shep put in the chat. Uh, hi guys, on top. Just finish off. Put uh, put in my latest Asbo XL together from Dronefest. Yeah. Anyone, anyone else seen about the Asbo frames, the Asbo lineup of frames? Anyone, anyone no, seen? No, do tell us. Um, right, I can, can we have a picture? Can bring up, yeah, I'll go and grab one now. Uh, there, let's have a look. Let's have a look. And types into Google. Yeah. Is this Daddy Loves Quads? That's it, yeah. Daddy Loves Quads. Uh... Hang on, I think I've, I've got it. I've got it. Got to ting. So we have here, it looks like a, a kind of toothpick style frame. That's it, yeah. So it's kind of designed, it's designed by Mam, uh, a friend of mine, Mamba FPV, and also, um, um, oh, I forgot his name, damn it. it it's Daddy Loves Cause himself, a Mamba FPV sort of designed it, and it's sort of designed to be more like a toothpick, um, but it's the frame, the whole arm thickness is like, Five that millimeters is a very or something, thick which is kind frame. of ridiculous. Yeah, it looks almost so that, as thick yeah. as the arms are long. <laughs> yeah, they, the arms are thicker than they are wide, which is, you know, that the arm width is maybe three mil, but it looks like they're five mil deep, side to side, is from top to bottom. You know. Yeah, they're designed to be sort of toothpicks, but super durable. Really, is the whole sort of thing for them. Um, wow! I'm to quickly show my screen, guys, and just quickly show you yeah. on the builds, yeah, yeah. On the builds that someone's done with it, um, which I think is just amazing. This is by Mickey FPV. Here we go. I'm sharing my screen now. Oh, that looks that so looks very is, different. What's going this on? This is there? by Mickey FPV, and this is the Asbo. I think it's the XL. So they have got a full AIO in there. He's done like a nice stormtrooper mm. hat thing on there, which is quite cool. Cute. FPV cycle motors. I've got that battery. That's uh, like a GMB 720. I think that's the yep, 4S GMB. version. Of that. And uh, really cool build. And uh, yeah, that's sort, of, that's sort of what they're all going for is sort of durable. Well, yeah. What size is that frame then? Because that's a 720 battery, but that looks like a 5-inch type of setup. It's a free, I think it's a 3.5-inch, I'm pretty sure. Okay. The size of it. But yeah, he's done all these really cool prints. There. Got DJI 3 in there as well. That's never going to be sub 250, is it? I don't think it is. No. I get uh, a bit confused with the three and a half inch bills because I'm like, I like them when they're sub 250, but if it's like a 400 gram three and a half inch build, I do wonder, like, okay, maybe just, you know, rock the five inch. I don't know. Maybe someone yeah. can put me wrong as to like what, what you're using that for. When it's heavier than 250. I do, like. I do give it that, that it is very quiet. That is the okay. one thing I noticed when it was flying. It was, I don't know why, but it's just super quiet and discreet, really. So maybe it's, but, maybe it's your park fly where a five inch would be too leery. Yeah. Attention. Mm. <laughs> mm. Maybe because I've got three, I've got a couple of three and a half inch builds. So I've got an 03 three and a half inch that's sub 250. Um, and I've got one with, uh, the walk snail kind of pro camera thing that's a bit more robust using the AOS frame that's also sub 250. But maybe I, maybe some people just like having a bit more TPU to make them a bit more crash resistant because I've got to admit they are fragile. Yeah, like 
I could definitely do is some more TP right now. Look at my antenna. It's it's just You've been shaving that. You've been um, shaving yeah, that. Yeah, I've done this before. I've done a matty flip before, and I've just it just impact that, and it just hits the carb, and it just completely cracks. <laughs> but ah oh well, definitely could do with some DPU. I need to get my printer working. Yeah, you need like some kind of butt skid, I think, for the moves that you do fail butt safe. Skid. <laughs> because most people assume that the impact's coming at the front, whereas you are generally seeming to be going backwards at 60 or 70 miles an hour when you hit stuff. So maybe like some kind of rear bumper. Yeah, yeah. Useful. But uh, I've just, ever since I've been working, I've just not been printing at all. Just, I'm really, well, my printer's been broken and I've got a Voron as well. So the Vorons can be a bit of a pain sometimes, especially with TPU. I've just had it just constantly stringing all the time. I don't know if it's because I've got huh. like the high flow hot end in there or just probably just needs to tune it a bit more. But yeah. I've, I've got to say, you you, you sold me this one that's just out of shot there and yeah. it's absolutely beautiful on, on TPU. I'm, I'm sorry to take that off your hands. Like I've absolutely ah, ragged at over 100 millisecond. It. <laughs> yeah. It'll do over 10 centimeters a second on TPU. It's a, it's a machine, just a beast. Throws it out. <laughs> my ender freeze like in pieces because i took it apart wanting to convert it into what's called a switch wire which is basically an ender free but it's modified to print like a lot faster by the vor it's like it's a voron basically um designed to print faster so that's in pieces right now and then my other printer which is cr10s4 which is like a massive mm. print. we're talking this big you know this build plate it's insane but um it's just too I big think with tpu you need because when you're printing TPU, you're not printing something that's a foot square. You're printing no. something that's like 10 centimeters yeah, that's big. Why the Vaughan you've got Yeah, the 0.1. It just, you can fit a GoPro. You get less ringing. Today. You could run the head really fast without ringing. And yeah. you've got much less distance for the filament to go from like the drying box. You, I even had, before that, I had a mini, a monoprice mini Delta, which was a Bowden one. I've seen that one. And, yeah. and people say, oh, you can't print TPU with a Bowden. Well, you can if it's small enough because the distance that it goes from pushing the filament to the hot end is actually short enough that the filament doesn't all squidge up. It just, it's, if it's a short enough distance, then pushing it into the hot end works just fine. If it's a really long distance, then it all sort of compresses and gets snagged up. But if it's small enough printer, it's okay. Yeah. Reality, I'll just uh, be in the chat. Um, Numpsquessu says, I just put a new hot end on my printer. Went for the Creality Sprite. I've not heard of the Creality Sprite. I'm going to put that one up. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've got the Ender 3D hot end. Uh, Creality Sprite. Okay, that's the hot end itself. That's like the whole hot end assembly. I thought it was like a printer, but no, that's just a hot end assembly. That's pretty cool. You can get that. You can buy it separately as well. So if you've got an existing Creality printer, whack that on it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't realize that was a thing. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people have been rating the uh, Bamboo Labs printers as well now. I've not obviously not tried one, but they do look, they look, look very refined. I think actually one of the engineers, lead engineers, is working from DJI or something, I, I seem to have heard. So, yeah, they look really well thought out printers. Yeah. A lot of people saying about the um, Ender Free S1 in the chat as well. Ender Free S1, yes. Yeah, we've heard good things about that one as well. Yes, I can't remember. Well, you, you got the original hot end, and I basically had to replace the coil on it. So you probably know the exact part number. I, I bought Failsafe's printer, and he foolishly decided he didn't need a Voron and a Voron 0.1. It turns <laughs> out the Voron 0.1 was really good for doing TPU. So I feel slightly guilty now, but um, yeah, it worked <laughs> the treat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he sold me the thing with the, it had an Ender 3D hot end in it that was quite nice. I think I must have, I was trying to calibrate it and I think I must have left it on too long and I burned out the coil. So I had to swap the coil over and, uh, and yeah. fart around with the wiring a wee bit, but it, it works really well. I can't remember <laughs> the exact name of the hot end now. It's, it's some upgraded hot end, isn't it, from Creality that they sell as an aftermarket kit? Yeah. The, is it the, what part of the, um, What's it called? E3D Homera, or not Homera, the actual um, thing like, that comes with your printer. Revo. Revo. Revo, Revo. yes. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool mm. what they're yeah. doing. I, it's just super convenient to have that whole mm. hot end also with heat break as well, so that yeah, yeah. You, got, you don't really have any risk of any, you know, any plastic or, or TPU getting stuck sort of midway through the um, 
you can just dismantle the whole hot end. So on my previous one, it would get jammed up and you just have to try and shove more filament down until you got a bit of burnt crap that shot out the other end and there was no other way to really do it. Whereas this, you can just dismantle it and clean it, which is quite... Let's 3D print out. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, Curry, what printers have you got? What, what printers are you using? Honestly. I have currently got um, a Creality... Um, oh, I forgot what it's called now. Um, a something something. It looks like... Pen or something, isn't it? It's, one of, it's a fast enclosed one, I think I saw. Yeah, it's, there it is over there. It's hiding behind us. It's a Ooh. something. Uh, if I just search my own review on it, then I'll be That's able the to one that comes with its own app and Lord knows what, isn't it? Yeah, the Samoon V1 Pro, it's called. Ooh. Which works pretty well. It hasn't got a very big build plate. It's like 175 mil each way. But I do find that most of the stuff we tend to print um, is perfectly good for that. And I've been printing, printing various things this week. Like this impressive shelf that I did, which isn't quite as impressive as a rectangular box, which I had to get uh, Fusion 360 up and draw a box and extrude the box and print it out, which is for... I, I showed you guys this. I showed the rest of the people. Look, look at the design skills. Orange box. Oh, wow. It makes the camera wow. the right height. <laughs> You know, it's some other stuff here, like this wooden plank. Oh, that's plank. amazing! All, all the materials, all the engineering skills. Here it is. Caroline was recommending an easy 3DX one, which looks like you can get it. But I found it for eighty quid. Apparently, you should find it for fifty quid. Do you want to shove shove that in the camera again and talk about your little project a bit? Let's let's do if that. That's then. not. If that's it's not, not quite though. drone stuff, but what what we have here is a large radio-controlled car, as you, you might have figured out. What we have here is a 4G system. It's a 4G antenna. This is a microphone. This is a, a little box where you put your SIM card in, and this attaches oh. by these massive connectors to this, the largest GPS known in the world. And that Those antenna. huge brass connectors is for the GPS. Yep. They look like they should be handling high voltage for an ESC. I know. There's a speaker here, so you can shout at people. You can cuss at people. Oh, perfect. So you can drive up and swear That's at people brilliant. and then confuse yes, them while the you idea drive is off slowly. You've got your app on the phone that connects to this thing over the 4G network, and you can drive around. This is like um, a, a mic, so you can pick up sound. This is the speaker to shout at. And this is the box. Can you load it up with short circuit sound bites like your mother is a snowblower? Well, you can just talk to them or you can do a text to speech thing, which may be handy if this flips upside down. I can, like, help me, help me, help me. It hurts. It you should, hurts. What you should do, help I've seen those videos where someone would make one of those and it would go into a shop and then buy something with it or something or other and then leave the shop, yeah. like with the food. You should try and do that and get, like, just. Do a channel, make a video out of it. Just Pretty sure if you did that wrong, my neck of the woods, they just strip the car down and flog it. <laughs> the the only problem I'm finding with this thing, and um, I'm still waiting for my XT60 connectors to show up. One on Solo, take me off. Um, is although it's like unlimited range because it's 4G, it kind of depends where you are. Stephen, you're in London. You've probably got excellent 4G all over the place. 5G, please. Exactly. 4G is for peasants. 5G. I, where I am right now, I am like, oh, I might get Edge or 3G. But 4G is like, Amen. no. And especially when you want to you test it out, you probably want to go, I live next to some woods. You've probably seen me flying in. It's got all these trails. I thought, oh, that would be really, really good to do stuff with. And of course... Yeah, if you're what, wandering around behind the it with a Wi-Fi hotspot 10 metres away. No. <laughs> It's fully autonomous. I, it can go anywhere. And you're like 20 metres behind it, waving a Wi-Fi hotspot in the air. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is the problem. I need to go and find... There must be some, some map somewhere of like 4G masts. Mm. And I find one that's out in the sticks and I go and test it there. But you've but also gonna... put the antenna really low down. Isn't that asking for trouble? Shouldn't the antenna be yeah, like on a that. stick a metre above the car or something? No, no, because it's 
this is the way it, it goes. It had a, a sticky pad there. So the idea is it, it's, it goes this way and faces upwards for some reason. Don't know oh. why. Build. That's, that's the idea of it, that one. Fair enough. Hmm. It's, a, okay. it's a special antenna. You should, you should just go to Germany because they pretty much, well, when we went to the Croatia trip, we drove through Germany. It, Germany was solid for connection. It just had 5G pretty much everywhere along the route. It's brilliant. That's because you were being yeah. trailed by a German telecom snooping van after your behavior. <laughs> oh. Trying to siphon off your, uh, your data and see if they could get conviction. But the, yeah. because that 4G thing looks a little, I don't know, I'm going to do a 1.3 version as well, and I can just put it on my other piece of wood and swap my piece of wood out and put it back on. Can you not just get a better antenna? Isn't that always the answer? Just get an antenna that's like six foot tall. I mean, it's a big truck, but it's not that big. It's a lot bigger than a mobile phone. I mean, another thought I just had is using a mobile phone. Mm, it depends if your mobile phone gets any better signal, but stick a mobile oh, phone doesn't... and then make a Wi-Fi hotspot. <laughs> when <laughs> when I'm in the woods, it's like there's nothing here. And I need my mobile phone to drive it. Because that, well, I was that thinking, is, but uh, when I'm in the woods, I the, get yeah. 5G. Of course. <laughs> Try going to go to the woods around London, mate. It's fine. If you can find anywhere that's quiet enough to do anything, you'll have 5G. It's fine. Yeah. But your your car's not coming back. No, no, the car's Jinx. not coming back, mate. It's gone. <laughs> Jinx is saying, looks like Alf FPV's in the chat. Jinx is saying, anyone going out flying this weekend? I'm not at work at Failsafe. I might go out flying. Is anyone else? Anyone else in the in the chat or anyone going out playing on going out flying this weekend? Let us know. Let Failsafe know. He's got to yeah. gather those contacts when he gets his driving test, and hey, he's just going to be it. up that and down it. the country. It's going yeah, to be I, an FPV the goal, nomad. The goal is to get it done by March, and then hopefully when we go to Croatia next year, I'll be able to drive as well, which would be freaking amazing. So awesome. that's the goal. I don't know if that's insurance is even going to allow me to do that, but we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> it's not too bad, so long as you're not intending to hire something, you should be all right. right if you can get insured on something yourself, it's not that difficult. I, I, I have no idea if there's restrictions about how long you've been driving or age of driver when going and using like uh, essentially an international license. Yeah. I learned to drive really late, so I skipped out that whole kind of painful licensing insurance thing when you're, when you're young. Aww. I know it's difficult to get higher cars until you're 21. I know that much. Transport, public transport is just the right pain. Like oh, there's train strikes everywhere. Exist. You know, on the weekend, like they do train strikes, and it's literally on the Saturday I want to go out flying. Like every, every time I've wanted to get on the train, so I've just sort of had to dodge it and you know attempt to get home. And and as much as I love trains, where you can always read a book when you're traveling, you don't necessarily want to go from the center of one town to the center of another town. That's not really, especially in this hobby, you want to kind of find something that's out of town. And yeah, you don't want a train and five buses. That doesn't help. Motorbike license years before I got my car license. Yeah, I think my parents would let me get a motorbike. Oh, I don't know. I've been on a motorbike. Been on, in fact, Jinx FPV in the chat. Been on his motorbike. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's all fun until you hit a car. Ask my knee oh, about yeah. it. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've seen a, a lot of accidents in London, and they've pretty much always involved someone on two wheels and someone who's not on two wheels. It's not being the car on car, it's always the car and bike, car and moped. Mm. It's rough. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hey-ho, not everyone lives in the big city. I've heard it's safer outside. <laughs> it's beautifully safe. I'm not, I'm not worried at all about my car being stolen by someone. It's more likely someone would pick it up and bring it back to me. And so I, I found this wandering around. I thought it was yours. But to be so fair, that the, the first time we had a car problem, it wasn't stolen, but a, a tramp did break into it and poop in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My first experience of uh, having a car in the big city. Of course, you had, to, you had to burn that car afterwards, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it. Well, I should clean it. And I think like <laughs> about a month or so later, it happened again. And I'm just like, this is cursed. <laughs> 
it's, it's like once one marks his territory, all the other trams come over and put yeah. it in the same spot. It's like cats. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. South London has got a lot to recommend it, but maybe not car parking facilities. Um, so, yes, um, moving into the winter, we talked about whoops. Failsafe, have you got any kind of winter fl- indoor flying plans? Have you got your whoop fleet out? I have only had a, I only got a whoop when I started FPV. Uh, in fact, that's what I sort of started with. I got this like I think it was like only thirty-five pounds at the time, and it was like some Esheen E zero one zero whoop. I think it's called. Oh yeah, really oh, basic nice one. Yeah, lemon lemon f lemon f three flight controller and all that. And yeah, I I do want to do some stuff with whoops. So I want to do some cool challenges, make some cool. TikToks and, and Instagram content with whoops. So I think, you know, I think that, yeah, in terms of like video and, and creative ideas, I think you've got a lot more opportunities with whoops just because of how discreet they are and how, how quiet they are. You know, I'm thinking power looping McDonald's, uh, the McDonald's sign, the M sign, you know, mm. go with the whoop. You know, that's just one idea. <laughs> you could no, build like a little digital whoop with your walk snail contacts. You must have one of the 1S boards kicking around yeah, somewhere. I've got. I've got yeah, I've got a 1S board. Uh, it's just mainly figuring out how to integrate that into a loop and what best to do and what With side to It's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what build to put it in. So if anyone's got any ideas, do let me know. Find something that's got an integrated receiver. So like an ELRS flight controller and then just grab the 5 volt or whatever. Apparently, if you're on 1S, you shouldn't grab the 5 volt. If you're on 2S, grab the 5 volt line. On 1S, just grab VPAT. Yeah, because it, it's got a cutout yeah. voltage of like two point yeah. two volts or something, two point yeah. three, something like that. And apparently, it's it's quite easy to push those five volt regulators a bit too hard on one one S builds. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, but on two S, it's usually okay. Mm. That's that's another point. Like, are you when you when you whoop? Is it all one S or are you more like two S YOLO? Go for the moon. Mm. I mean, I've not. I've only had a one S whoop. I think. I think my one I had was one S. So I've not really got much experience in them, but definitely you want to get into it and get one built specifically for, you know, it's, it's agile that can that can suit the 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 you know, the one S board to enable you to matty flip McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nah, but I yeah, I definitely want to get one built uh, this winter because uh, it'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I built one with walk snail on kind of an 85 mil frame. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be the perfect thing. And I realized kind of how loud it was for flying indoors. That unfortunately stopped me from really getting as much mileage out of it as I thought. So I thought, oh, I'll just be able to fly it around the house and, you know, just poodle around and keep my hands in, you know, get some practice. But it's it's kind of a fair bit heavier than a 75 mil. And it, it's, it's a fair bit noisier as well. And so while you can fly it around the park, it's not great for indoors for a UK size typical kind of you know suburban house. It's you don't really have any space to get up speed with something that's mm. 85 mil because it, it'll really shift. But outdoors, it's also really easy to hit the limits of its performance. So it's kind yeah. of like not good for outdoors and not good for indoors. It's a really weird yeah. size, and I thought it would be perfect for everything, but it ended up being perfect for nothing. <laughs> I'm just sharing my screen at the minute. I don't know if you can put the screen on the, on the screen. Oh, yeah. Sure. Of um, YouTube. But, um, yeah, this is Damien in the chat. He's saying about the GEPRC Smart 16. He bought one of these things. Oh, yeah. And they, Yeah, do you remember, Stephen, in, in Croatia, we were fly, he was flying this around. And it is tiny, and it's so agile. There you go, Jinx FPV. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How fun this looks to fly! Yeah, um, so tiny. Like we're talking, literally in the palm of your hand, you can fit it. Um, no prop guards. It looks super agile. It's analog, which is a bit annoying. I'd love to make a digital version of that. But it looks like the AIO isn't sticking out the side. Is that a sixteen by sixteen two two that, layer stack? I believe so. Yes, it's yeah sixteen by sixteen. Yeah, Ooh, I think it's a like three stacks as well. So you've got the VTX on top, but mm. yeah, very it looks very fun. Um, yeah, that means you could crash it without ripping stuff off because the one thing I find with the 25 by 25s is because they naturally stick out the sides of frames like that if you come in hard you can knock things like the little push buttons off the sides 
These are always so much better than the whoops because as light and nice as whoops are, as soon as you start thinking about going outside, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, look, there's a sail. Let's blow it around and it doesn't come out of dives as well. And those things will just cut for everything and dive beautifully and just perform yeah. like a tiny five inch, essentially. And if, let's be honest, if you're flying at home and you, you clip a wall or something, you're going down whether you've got prop guards or not, right? It's, and so you may as well just have, um, you may as well have something that hmm. doesn't have prop guards and have decent performance instead of putting up with prop guards. And yeah, maybe if you're going slowly, you can bump stuff, but it sucks the instant you try and do any acro flying. Well, I've tried to do snap rolls with a whoop, and on the face of it, a snap roll is just so basic. You just need to give it a little bump on the throttle, whip it round, catch it, and then back on the throttle. I've, it's incredibly hard to do with a whoop because those ducks, they're like a sail, and they just slow down the quads so much when you try and do rolls. It seems to take forever to do like just a basic snap roll. It is tricky, definitely inside. Well, hey, we've been going well, over an hour, yeah. guys. On. I should just thank all our patrons for doing what they do because they keep this show going. Without them, we wouldn't be able to afford someone who takes this weird video combination we have and somehow puts it into a podcast, which is actually quite listenable to and doesn't uh, involve any of our uh, strange noises or talking about no. kick-ass going up people's bottoms and um, strange General audio panel beating. Yeah, very good, isn't it? So thank you. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, you can do. Uh, what is it? It's, it's patreon.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, I presume. Am I right? It is indeed patreon.com slash Let's Drone Out. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for our awesome Patreons. Thanks for everyone in the chat. And we will see you next week. We're lining up some content. We've got a few bits and bobs, maybe talking about some new digital FPV solutions and some racing topics coming up as well. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Telemetry lost.